1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as the dust slowly begins to settle on the first Old Firm game of the season. James Tavernier says fans were right to boo at full time. So what does this break have in store for Michael Beale? And the Rangers players Callum McGregor says Celtic must use the win As a springboard for the rest of the season And governing bodies and fans alike Hit out at plans to change the rules Around football supporters' buses in Scotland I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight you have Mark Wilson And Gordon DL, Mark, it was quite the weekend, I don't think we're over it just yet.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think the dust has quite settled yet, Gordon. A lot of people have their opinions on what happened at the weekend. And the international break is, is a period that people can sit back and take stock of how they've started the season. That could be good for some people, it could be fatal for others. And Michael Beale has come under pressure in the last few days and I just wonder how this storm will ride out for him and of course looking ahead big game at the weekend for for Scotland it could be our first steps to qualification for Germany
3: yeah looking forward to obviously Friday night Scotland but I don't think the talking is finished after the weekend Gordon this international break came at a good time for one or two uh, teams you look at Aberdeen Barry Robson up there taking a bit of criticism Hearts in a bad way just now and obviously the big talking point Michael Beale has to get it right, but he's got uh, two weeks now to get it sorted. I know he's lost one or two players in international duty, but he has to come back, hit the ground running very quickly. Or is it a bad thing for these
1: teams, Mark Wilson? You've got no choice but to suffer and stew on your disappointment and you
2: can't make up for it for a couple of weeks. We always think it is a bad thing when you go into the international break and you've lost either a big game uh, like the weekend or you're on a poor run. Or like Daz says, if you're Aberdeen or Hearts um, and and crashed out of Europe and then you start thinking uh, or or maybe overthinking things, you know, it's it's a lot easier when you can get back out on the pitch, on the training pitch and competitively and put it behind you. But when you've got two weeks and players are away representing their country, uh, you naturally give players a couple of days off. I think then you start questioning, is that the right thing? So uh, you're never in quite good shape. And the opposite if you're Brendan Rodgers and Celtic, or your Motherwell at the minute, it's a great time because you're justified in giving the players a few days off because you've started the season well. So I always find this international break quite an interesting time. Quite often I was off on holiday because <laughs> I was never picked, so I, I loved it. Uh, and then for for like Celtic, the likes of Celtic, those players who are resting up who aren't away in international duty. Can focus on the Champions League games that are coming just round the corner. What a lot of big evening's coming up for Celtic. Uh, Rangers in the Europa League as well. So, um, what a good football to come.
1: Come on then. 014 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. What is on your mind Tonight, You don't get over a day like Sunday in just one night So naturally And by the way the phone lines were outrageously busy last night So maybe some of you still want to get something off your chest You can do Maybe it's the same thought as you had yesterday Or maybe a day down the line Particularly Rangers fans Maybe have calmed down about things well, I know? Maybe it's even worse as the week goes on Pick up the phone Let us know all about your thoughts on the weekend's action And anything else that's out there Because we are starting slowly Albeit to look forward to to international football later in the week There's been a big story that Might just do the impossible And unite every football fan in Scotland Never thought I would see the day But this story about changing the rules About supporters, buses And some of the things that you might have to do If you're a fan going on the bus uh, Very controversial And we could look at that later in the show If you fancy it Because like I say They've done the impossible I think uh, And united all Scottish football fans So whatever it 0141-951 1025. So one for you, Mark Wilson. I've just seen the, the live stream on my screen here, and it must be a couple of seconds uh, behind. And as you're talking, it really did look like you picked your nose there. Oh, did it? And I just. Mm, you know, as long as it wasn't mine. <laughs> uh,
2: he either lost um, his arm. Sorry. Sorry, anyone that was uh, yeah. eating their like, dinner or offended by that. I'm
1: sure he didn't actually. It's just, just what it looked like. Maybe anyway. I did.
2: Your manners are rid- I forget the cameras are on. Your manners
1: are ridiculous. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. If this is the dust starting to settle, if that ever actually happens, Gordon Dial, have you have you changed your feelings on the weekend at all? Have they have they
3: mellowed? Have you spotted something that you didn't notice at the time? Um, no, I think that uh, the Rangers fans made that quite clear over Sunday and Monday, and I'm sure we'll get a few tonight, uh, venting their anger against um, the players and the manager and everything that's going on. Um, for Celtic, it was a fantastic day. They turned up there, minus a lot of key players. They had no supporters whatsoever. Uh, it wasn't a classic game of football. I said that on the show on Sunday, gone, But when these games come around... It's all about winning. It's all about that victory takes the pressure off the of players, managers, supporters get the bragging rights. But I think that the Rangers fans, there'll still be a lot out there, still a bit angry. Those games,
2: Gordon, it's all about big players turning up. You know, either whichever way you paint it and tactics and, you know, the managers making certain decisions. It's big players on the pitch that determine the outcome. And Celtic have got big players who stand up to the occasion. More often not. And I'm talking about Kyogo in particular at the top end of the pitch. Who, in these games, comes up trumps all the time. You know, there to put the ball in the back of the net. Cal McGregor just behind them. You know, more often not in these big games. will dictate them. Um, And right through the spine of that Celtic team, um, as Brendan Rodgers said, there was real men there. You flip that over to Rangers at the weekend... The guys who have been carrying Rangers over this period since Michael Beale came in, I think Raskin has been impressive and I think Cantwell has been a real standout. Tavernier comes in for such heavy criticism, but at least he pops up with goals and, he, he, you know, he, he gets Rangers out of the occasional hole sometimes. They just weren't there on Sunday at all and it was quite mm. telling. And especially when you're at home and when you've got 50,000 your own supporters behind you, it's a poor... Uh, way to go out in this international break, and it leaves Rangers fans an awful lot of time to think and vent their anger through platforms that the players are, you know, it's easily mm. accessible for the players to see. It can have a detrimental effect on you for the rest of the season. Come on, then 01419511025. Tommy's going to kick things off. Take it away, Tommy. I, I just left it a couple
1: of years I have got I didn't But <laughs> I've got to go back to this referee.
4: This is, uh, I'm on a referee. And see, if Mr. Robinson were called a foul in normal time. I'd have accepted that because it could have looked like a foul. But see, once he goes and looks at VAR, and you see lagaspel planting his right leg to protect the ball, and then bringing his left leg through, clipping Desi, and clipping his own calf and get down, didn't he claim for a foul or nothing. So I don't know what Mr. Robinson seen. Hmm.
1: So how would you have and been? F- how, 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 just, how would you have been okay if it had been a? If, it, if that decision had been given in real time, why would you have been okay with it then if you didn't think it was a foul?
4: it's an honest mistake it like a foul when you see it, it appear to have been a foul once you see it on VAR you know it's not well what, what, it's yeah well, what,
1: what, what, what? to be it's fair what I thought what I thought Tommy was going mm-hmm. to say was I think it is a foul but I don't think it's a clear and obvious error mm-hmm. and that's why I don't think VAR should have got involved because that to me at least seems like a, a certainly a, a uh, legitimate it's very funny because,
3: because the referee seen it The different way from Tommy, he thought it wasn't a foul and then when he went to VAR, um, he thought it was a foul Mm -hmm. and called it off. So, listen, this is one that's splitting so many opinions, Gordon. I said on Sunday when I watched it um, in real time that I thought it was a perfectly good goal. I then changed my mind when I seen a few replays Everybody I've spoken to since. Everybody I've heard. I was listening to the show last night. The difference in opinions is incredible. What have you settled on? I think that it is a foul. Is it a clear and obvious error mm, I, look, for VR to get involved? I, I was going to say, I don't know if VR should have got involved in it. I think that the referee had a good position. Um, obviously, he let it go. He let the goal stand but you've got to slow it down. You've got to look at it so many times. Mm. Now, the only thing I will say is the referee got the same opportunity to go over the screen and he changed his mind. So it shows you how how tight the decision was. But even going back to that, and I know the argument, well, it would have been a great start from Rangers. Certainly would have. The place would have been bouncing and they'd have been on the front foot. I totally take that on board. Um whether you think that was a foul or not a foul, you were robbed or not robbed, I still look at the overall performance and some of the things that are going on with the players, the new signings that come in. You look at that Celtic back four that finished, and we're not being disrespectful at all because if everybody fit, that back four's never playing together, right? Rangers have brought in millions of pounds of center of players. Mm. You know, you look at Dessa, Lammers uh, Danilo. You know what's that? They got to say ten million or something. Now you must see an opportunity at home with fifty thousand behind you to go and at least threaten them to yeah, score uh, a goal. Th- Lammers, I think, should have scored. But apart from that, to be fair,
1: Tommy, I don't, I don't think you're, you'll acknowledge some of that as well, won't you? Ah, uh,
0: yeah, I, I agree
4: with Gordon saying. You know, I still disagree with what he, his opinion whether it was a foul or not because Mister Robinson never gave a when, as you said, it's not clear and obvious. So. Why 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 would somebody mm. tell him to go and look at the T V? Um why I mean the women's game is miles ahead of us because in the World Women's World Cup they're there come out and explained why they've given the decision or not given the decision. So why can't we have the same thing?
1: Yeah, I I don't think well, for me, from what I saw anyway, or certainly at the start of the tournament, they didn't they still didn't give me the full sort of explanation that I would like it was a step in the right direction. But you know, I take point. Um, you
4: know, Mark, what,
1: they're, what, they're what was you, um because by the way, although I, I just asked Gordon the question 'cause it's it's important, was it clear and obvious? Forget Celtic and Rangers for a minute. Very difficult. Mm. This is this has always been one of the biggest problems with VAR, because you might say it's not clear and obvious, but clearly Alan Muir thought it was Alan Muir, sorry, wasn't it? VR. VR. not sure. Or maybe I've mixed that up. But anyway, whoever it was, um, for some reason the name's gone out of my head, obviously thought it was. And again, you know, because we use the phrase of clear and obvious as if it's some sort of factual statement when it's not. I was gonna I was gonna
2: say, Gordon. I wish we would just drop that, clear and obvious. And this is, but that's an nice, IFAB uh, VAR thing, isn't it? Because it puts everybody in a quite an awkward situation, particularly the, re- the referee. VAR has been put into your game to help the right decision, the right outcome come out. The referees will miss things in games; it's only natural. The game's a million miles an hour; he's not going to pick up everything. So, if there is a fill there, which I believe there was, I'm the same as Daz and maybe Tommy online that in real time I didn't think it was a foul you slow it down you cannot deny that Lagard Bielka is going to kick the ball Dessers plants his foot and then nicks the ball now if Dessers had nicked the ball first just nicked it away I think he's every right that was that was
1: Bobby Madden's explanation Mm. I don't know if you saw that he took to Instagram and a series of Mm. sort of stories he spoke about Lagard Bielka being in control Um, he then said that because Dessers hasn't played the ball and he puts his foot between the defender and the ball it's a foul anywhere in the pitch this is the words of Bobby Madden had the attacker played the ball before the contact fine but he was never in control or possession so he thinks it's a foul no. however as people also then pointed Dermot. out on the other side Dermot Gallagher pops up in Sky and says can't believe VR even got involved mm.
2: good goal carry yeah. on as you were well look right away we were watching the replays Gordon and actually we were mid-sentence we were we were actually at the time I think I was picking on Lager Bielka for dallying on the ball when we caught a, a glimpse of the replay and I said right away, that's a foul. You know, so it was just instant. I, it was obvious to me that that was a foul. Um, but the clear and obvious thing, it's either a foul or it's not. Yeah. And a <laughs> VAR, if somebody's sitting watching a screen and can help their mate it's on the pitch, to check every, that's what they're there and for. And they're going to check mm-hmm. every
1: goal as well. Um, yeah.
3: For, right. for you we, know, the attacking phase of play, that sort of thing. We were in the studio. I'm, I'm different from uh, Mark Madden he sitting beside me here. <laughs> I, I didn't. When I seen it in real time, I thought it was a perfectly good goal gone. I've got to say, I thought the, the centre half got caught. The, the desert obviously picks his pocket, plays a good ball, roof, end of story goal. But when it slowed down, I had to watch it and watch it and watch it. And I can hear all the arguments. I've heard it for two days now. Even when I'm out and about, people will still talk about it in different opinions. T- people and, stop you and talk about yeah, it? Yeah, even today, I'm putting for a birdie and a boy's shouting in the background. I'm disgusted with <laughs> See, them. you've come straight for the course. <laughs> 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 disgusted <laughs> Where with him. Um, but I've got to, I, I can see both ends of it. A bit. It's all about opinion. But Don Robertson get flagged up with VR. He went over... He had a lot of time to look at it and he decided, yeah, it's a it's a free kick. And at the end of the day, as much as we're debating it, there's only one opinion at that time that, matters. that mattered. Absolutely. Um,
1: let's bring in Mark. Uh, thank Tommy for his calls. Bring in Mark and Fife. How's it going, Mark? Hiya.
5: Uh, I'm phoning up just to get an opinion of the panel. Um, I watched the highlights back uh, Sunday night for the old firm. Um, the one where Kyogo was cleaned through And I think it's uh, Goldson Clears it off the line mm-hmm. um, I've seen that uh, Butland Clearly pushes Kyogo To the point where he, he goes flying um, The ball was still in play So technically Should we Arno have maybe looked at that That's a good maybe question then,
1: By the must way, have, It's I, not one uh, we know. I didn't notice it at, no. at the time have you not I seen know. it at all? No
5: It was, it was late, late, late yeah. Sunday night I noticed it And I put it on a Facebook group And everybody's saying
3: Uh, That should have been a penalty Surely Come on
1: this is the live stream (laughs) You were well on This is (laughs) the live stream You're more than welcome Why don't you get up out your chair Come round and I'll show you Don't mind that Yeah okay I've got my shorts on Get get, get a shot of his legs here um you can answer, Mark, because you've seen it. As well, a... yeah,
2: I did see it. So Kyogo obviously runs through and go, he beats Butland. Uh golden incredible going clearance, but as Kyogo's kind of stumbling, Butland gets up oh, and, oh. and pushes Kyogo two handed in the six yard box. Now nobody <laughs> I'll just fill time to hear back. <laughs> there he is. Uh. Nobody nobody's seen it at the time. I didn't he certainly didn't see it at the time, but it's only social media. Um <sighs> I've got to say, you can't you can't just push a player like that when the ball is mm. actively in play in the box. So it's
3: a fair argument that if the referee saw that, you don't seem as convinced. Mm. Listen, I can see the argument. I didn't You always the say
2: that. Just tell me what
1: you think.
3: Um,
2: what is this with you? Stop sitting in the fence. i are not, not going si- to get slaughtered either way Just say your opinion. I'm not,
3: I'm I'm opinion. not sitting in the fence. I think I'm fair-minded. Um, yeah, he could have been lucky there he shouldn't be lifting his hands. He should have been lucky. He didn't. could have been yeah, lucky. He's a bit lucky, I've got to say. Right. we getting, getting the opinion now. Um, he shouldn't lift his hands. Like If the ball had been out of play and it was a case of, come yeah, on, well, get your... The f- ball still in play. The ball still in play. play uh, put some under a little bit pressure. I've got to say, great spot by you guys. I didn't see that.
2: <laughs> you should have done your homework Before you yeah. came on the show oh, to, ah, you've,
3: you've, you've, to watched,
1: homework, you've watched like, one clip Of Bobby that, Madden and You think you're a ref That's isn't? the beauty of social media Because let's be honest Nobody notices that at the time Because yeah. you know Everybody's looking At Conor Goldson's block And you're waiting to see If the ball ends up In the back of the net Nobody mm-hmm. notices that one um, At the time I don't suppose um, I mean Mark Is it I, I think it's a bit easier To swallow When, when you, you've won the game I'm sure uh, you were delighted guess, overall uh,
5: do I got a beat When I made Mary a point of that But I was thinking more If it was Joe Hart And it was a Rangers player It would have been They would,
1: would, would have all been Shouting for a penalty so, Oh I dare say Listen There's no no hiding place in social media Because I thought that's, that's a good spot I didn't hear anyone Talk about that at all After Yeah yeah, that, yeah, great it, spot like yeah. Down, It's
2: not been mentioned Anywhere Really so. There you go that's, but, that's what we're here for yeah. the, the big thing about That is Gordon It's right Daz is right if that ball's out of play And there's a push Then Of Nobody's course These things are. The ball's in play Actively in play Kyogo could have could have came active again if that ball had rebounded back to him off someone but he's been pushed to the ground
3: so. well you've got to you, you take it in the context if Abad is down the right wing and Q goes in the middle and Butlin runs out and just he's in trouble isn't he the thing about that clip is
1: that people keep circulating on social media you can't see where the ball is but it's very much there I mean it's only just been mm. sliced up in the air it's yeah. not like it's Anyway, thank you very much, though, to Mark 01419511025. That was a quick opening to the show. We'll be back with more of your calls next.
0: You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One, Super Scoreboard.
1: Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson are here at 01419511025, it's Twitter at s s b, and if these phone lines are anything to go by, people are not over Sunday's game yet, and nor should you be, because it's always good fun to have a bit of conversation as the week progresses, a couple on refereeing decisions early on, if you are the type who likes to talk about the actual other side of the game, that would be lovely, I think it's always a bit more interesting... Uh, to look at some of the other talking points as well So come on down What about Joe, I think, who's next through? Joe's in canvas Lang How's it going, Joe? Hi, good evening, guys Are you well? Have you... I mean, what's the what's been the process like as a Rangers fan? Are you, are you calming down? Are you angrier than where you were or what?
6: I wouldn't say angry I mean, very disappointed I mean, I actually did something on Sunday that I never normally do I mean, I've had a season ticket at Ibrox for over 30 years and myself and my son actually left the game at 78 minutes. I've never, ever done that, and I was actually ashamed of myself for doing it, but the way we were playing, and from the very, very beginning, it became obvious, I mean, even in the first 10, 50 minutes, it became obvious that we were going to get nothing for the game. I just think the team, looking at them, don't know what they're doing. I just don't think we've got anybody there that's uh, who's going to win us a game. I mean, I know Ryan Kent was in and out, but Ryan Kent still had that bit of magic that he could do every now and again. I just don't think there's anybody in that team that's got it. When Michael Beal came in, I'll be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of Michael Beal. But again, he's a Rangers manager, I'll back him. I'm going to make a point, which I know is going to be unpopular with a lot of Rangers fans. I've actually had arguments with my uncle about this. In
1: the well, last I'm excited of about this. Where's this going?
6: I think the man that should get the job is Derek McInnes. I think Derek McInnes has proved time and time again, he rebuilt that Aberdeen team every summer they, because they were stripped. He rebuilt the team every summer. He's doing what he can at Kilmanock with probably one of the lowest budgets in the Premier League. I think with a better quality of player, more money, I think Derek McInnes is a man that, in, for me, should get the
1: job. Right, let, let me stop you in your tracks just slightly because I'm sh- I'm sure you know there isn't a job to get right now. So are, are, we, are we genuinely... you yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. Are we genuinely at that stage for you, Joe, despite, you know, all the... The obvious counter-arguments you would hear about It's, what what are we, four four league games Into the season, Michael Beal's just brought All these players in, even although you you don't think They're any good, are we serious at that stage?
6: If you look at what he's brought in, Gordon I mean, if you look at, take Sam Lammers For instance, right, I made a point today Looking at his stats, he scored one Goal and one assist for Sampdoria One goal and one assist for Empoli Inside Frankfurt, he scored One goal, Atalanta, he scored Two goals, Cyril Dessers that stats aren't any better either. I mean, we went after these players. We've, we've paid decent money for us just now because, I mean, when you're a Rangers fan, you also need to be a chartered accountant because of what's been going on there for the last 10 to 12 years. So, also, I mean, you look at it, Danilo. I mean, we've spent, if, if you believe, I mean, I know Michael Beale came out and said the figures quoted are way off the mark. But if you, if you believe the press, we paid six million for Danilo and the guy sits in the bench. I mean, he's, he's the most expensive player we've bought since we spent the seven million in Ryan Kent, and the guy sits in the bench. I mean, you've made a point of the weekend saying Do you think that's Dessler's up to speed and at full fitness. Well, if that's Dessler's up to speed and full fitness, God help us! God help us! I mean, I, I just don't think
1: we're okay. in for
6: another season of mediocrity, in my in my opinion. Where another are we?
1: Okay, Where are we actually then for you to where, where we get calls on to see who the next Rangers manager should be, and we can get to that actual suggestion in a minute.
3: But yep. is that is that valid? Is that appropriate just no, now? Or? I, I I think a lot of comments he's making are spotting money. Uh, I think most Rangers fans are questioning the signings. Um, that's very hard to argue with. Um, you know, Lammers Desors, Danilo, Seema You the they've offered nothing for me, Gordon. I've I've not seen anything in them at all. Um, so that's a bit disappointing. But I'm not in the camp just now of saying four games in. I know the the PSV one was a very, very difficult night to take for most Rangers supporters. But I'm not in the camp of saying Michael Bale must go. Uh, I think Michael Bale's got to prove to the Ranger supporters that he's good enough and big enough to do the job. Now, he's not been in management a long, long time. He had a, a, a sort of a a quick spell at QPR. He's come up here into It's a massive job uh, going from QPR to Rangers. There's no doubt about that. And it's all about results. It's all about winning. Or you come under this criticism that he's come under. I say the weekend, I've heard for since Michael Beale stepped into Scottish football, how great a coach he is. I've listened to Andy Halliday who worked under him and I take Andy's, you know, opinion on board and I don't disagree with it. But that that sort of a reputation of being such a great coach. I'm like most Rangers supporters that go every week uh, to Ibrooks or every second week. I'm not seeing the patterns of mm. w- what he's doing. He might be a great coach on the training ground, but right now, I don't think the players are taking that onto the, the, the pitch. Mm. I, I look at them at the weekend. I have no idea what they're trying to achieve. It was long ball after long ball early doors. It was the same at Kilmarnock, but I would... St- state right now I don't think it is a time for a sack Michael Beale.
1: Social media has changed everything obviously Mark but particularly these types of discussions because naturally people are going to lash out on there after any defeat doesn't matter if it's the first game of the season or the the 50th if it doesn't go their way you will will see somebody saying you know manager out whatever team it is Um, you know Joe's saying that 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 should be the case I don't know if you saw that you know today for instance a Twitter rumour, if, if that's all it is, talks about Kevin Muscat being considered by Rangers as, as to be their next manager. Rangers this afternoon, presumably, because it starts appearing in a few places on social media from people that are quite close to the club. So, you know, sources Rangers say that there's no tr- no truth in this. So on one hand, well, yeah, that you might say that's harmless because if Rangers think there's misinformation out there, they're just going to correct it. But to me, that still seems weird that there's like a legitimate... Yeah. conversation going on around that yeah. that, that make sense yeah
2: yeah certainly I, I mean the current landscape of football the way it is just now the way social media has changed the game really and changed the way owners think uh, and, and look internally at their own club Michael Bale is in a whole load of trouble mm. and by the way
1: it's not just social media I talk about the people that were at the game
2: yeah yeah uh, Joe and, and left but those uh, who stayed made um... Joe, Joe left the pictures that we saw after the game um, uh, uh, the supporters you know making their feelings known to the players Uh, that's been everywhere Um, it does not look good and Michael Beal coming out after that you know and it's very difficult for managers to come out and justify that in a press conference so I've got every sympathy with that because there's only so much you can say you're never going to make mm. anybody happy with that and everybody's concentrating on every word you say but the whole thing about it is, it's just four games it isn't just four games and I need to keep going back to that and that's from Rangers fans. That's that's glaringly obvious to Rangers fans. It's not just these. this game against Celtic or the opening day against Kilmarnock or struggling through against Morton or cumiliation against PSV. It's what came before. The big games against Celtic, um, you know, and, and the other league games that they did win last season, people were saying, well, wasn't it really entertaining to watch? But when Bill gets his own players, I'm sure there'll be something we see. Now you add it all together, it's an uncomfortable position that he finds himself in at the minute. And whether you like it or not, um chairman, owners, chief execs concentrate in what's said in social media. They gauge what the I fans. I sli- slightly think the thing they do though. I mean, surely the reaction at yeah. full time in the stadium will literally
1: have been heard louder than than anything else. Yeah,
3: it? I slightly disagree with Mark. I know where Mark's come from, and I know he can back the argument well. Michael Beale's been in the building for 10, 11 months, whatever it may be. But this was his summer. This was, he lost a lot of good players. A lot of players that were successful at Rangers. Good players, international players as well. Now, he's he's he's, he's been given the backing from the board to bring in, what, nine players? And were four games in. Now, I still think that four games in is a better... You look at Hibs, of have already got rid of a manager. Aberdeen are in a sticky wicket just now. I've read that Barry Robson's coming under a bit of pressure. The two lads at Hearts coming under a bit of pressure. All of a sudden, if the clubs are going through a little bit of a bad time or the results are not there, the new signings are not hitting the ground running, after four games, man, I'll guarantee you by next season, how many managers in the Premier League do you think will lose their job? Probably hmm. four five. Let's uh, bring in... John, who is in Cumbernauld.
1: John, what's your take on things at the moment?
7: Um, I've been a Rangers fan most of my life. I've been a season ticket holder since I was 10. I've always backed the manager and backed the team. Uh, it takes a lot for me to say uh, it's time for Michael Beale to go. Uh, it's really, really unbelievable what's happening on the pitches. Nobody else to blame, but himself. He made the he made the points that these are my players. I've looked them in the eye. I've talked to them. Blah 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 blah. And not one of them has performed decently well, apart from his Butland. And he's got nowhere to go but himself.
1: What is it about this time then that that's so much worse for you, John? If you're saying you always back managers and stuff like that, what's worse about this time?
7: I I just don't see any plan. I don't see any style of play. I don't see any invention with the team. It's always a make-do attitude with Rangers. There's a, there's a few people that we always rely on, people at Tavenier, people like Goldson. We've relied on these players for so long that we're stuck now, and we're in danger of becoming irrelevant, and it could end up like Germany and only
2: one team winning African and maybe once in a while somebody else will win something. Well, it's getting like that. You only have to look at the record books to see that that is actually what's happened over the last, I don't know how many years, what, 10, 12 years. And, of course, Rangers had their difficulties uh, off the pitch at that time. But now that they've got things in line um, behind the scenes, they need to be performing and putting up a better fight to Celtic on the pitch... And on the face of it, I was I was with everybody else when Michael Beale came in. Heard all the rumours and Dad's touched on Andy and you, you heard other players saying he was a terrific coach. I think the Rangers fans got real optimism that we're going to see something special and he's playing. That's maybe what's hindering them or, or putting them in this position just now that that's just never materialised with that old squad that have now went their, their different ways or with this new squad. And... Um, Fans concentrate so much on style. Winning's not enough nowadays. If you win ugly one nil every week, fans will go away unhappy or the phone this show. is boring to watch. We've seen it before. So you need to win and win with a bit of style at clubs like Rangers. And Michael Beal started the season doing neither. And that's why John and Joe before him are on saying it's... It's not the mm-hmm. guy that they want to see in charge anymore.
1: Um, I mean... John, everyone seems to be talking about what they want to happen. Genuinely, do you, is change imminent, or or is this just something that will will sort of disappear a bit over the international break?
7: I think Wallace Smith said himself, "He only ever three games. He getting fired at Rangers. I, I do think he'll he'll keep his job. I think they'll probably wait to after the, the international break and give him another a wee while. But by then. The, the horse is already bolted. Uh, if he loses the next two games after the international break, that, that's that's it finished. Are you got to think he was, what he's already done? He's most He's won one game in Europe. He's won 50% of the league campaign. I don't know what else he needs today for the board to go right. We need we need a shift here because there's always a a decision to stick up twist. And it always seems that the board takes a right. We'll, we'll stick and see if it gets better, and hope it gets better, rather than actively doing something to make it better.
3: But the big, the big problem that is one, it sort of puts the spotlight on who brought Michael Beal in, who's backed him, because you've 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 given them nine players and decent money. They've spent decent money in the summer to bring in these nine players, and to just go and say, "No, we're going to wrap that up." Um, we're going to leave that to another manager who'll come in with his own ideas. Where I do, uh, do agree with the caller is he cannot afford to lose the next two games. In fact, I don't even think he can afford to lose the next one. But I just, I'm not, I've never been convinced with Michael Beale, right? I, I I think Rangers is a massive, massive job. And I don't know if Michael Beale came QPR to Rangers too quickly for me. Now, I keep going back to great coach, but as a manager, you need more than being a great coach. You need leadership, you need strength, you need different sort of uh, um, qualities in that dressing room that we don't see and how you handle players in different one-to-one situations. I don't know what like Michael Bale is at that. So I think that Michael Bale has got a massive job in his hand, but four games in, and I know the European campaign last week was very disappointing, I wouldn't be sitting here crying to get him sacked. Mm. I think he's got to start winning games very quickly and I think Mark makes a great point. Rangers fans don't like and are not impressed with style of football. He needs to do something quickly. Thomas in Barhead is coming up next.
1: Yeah, it was the second day of our big cash game Make Me a Winner and the person we called answered with a Hello, as you sometimes would, but not make me a winner. Oh, just going to answer every call for the rest of the lives with make me a winner. Uh, that means it's a rollover, so we could make you the winner of £54,000 tomorrow when we make another call. But you need to be in the draw, so text YES to 61025. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter uh, on our website, online entries cost £2 or call 0330 880 and the calls are charged at a standard rate. It's over 18s only, and all the rules for this network competition are online. So, if you get the call from us after 3pm tomorrow, Wednesday the 5th, answer within five rings and say, make me a winner. Straight away, don't say anything else, just say, make me a winner to win that £54,000. So, the entries since Cath won on Monday have rolled over, and remember, it's text YES to 61025.
0: The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. at 0141 951 1025. You know, before the break, we were talking about, you know, like reaction on social media mm. and Michael, in relation to Michael Beale's uh, position and so on. And I don't really have time to check all the social media platforms during the show. It's quite busy keeping an eye on YouTube. But during the break, wee minute to myself, I'll have a wee flick through Instagram. Uh, see what's happening That's on there true. and talk about the pitfalls of social media so what do you make of this uh, Kamar Roof has decided to upload a series of pictures of his goal from yeah. the weekend really and needless to say <laughs> it's just not gone down that well with the, with his own fan base um, he, cl- he's done that by himself oh yeah presumably if you click through the comments what up <clears throat> you are uh, delete this get a grip get this done the goal get chopped off and we lost are you really that? Mm-hmm, engage your brain. Delete this mate, etc., etc., etc.
2: That'd be something you would do. Nah, if Instagram was about in your playing days, and you get beat five Listen, one or something, you would put up your goal. I, you sco- said, I scored probably.
3: enough <laughs> I scored enough legit goals. I wouldn't you need. To put I know, the ones is that? Close. Is yeah. that? Um, you surely need to that read a the room. Error. <laughs> Without doubt, probably he doesn't think so. He'll probably get a lot of Rangers fans on there saying, "Well done." Uh, like no, who? no apparently not well done p- for p- what p- p- saying that he believes it was a goal like most Rangers supporters nothing up with that but opinion he's in
2: the, in the sitting in the on the fence mood no. tonight no. Yeah. anyway, anyway no. Thomas is on the no line advice. Thomas
1: what's on your mind tonight
8: Neighbouring and gentlemen uh, it's a few things I was at the game on Saturday, Sunday and before I come to my point about Rangers I would have to say that in 60 years of following Rangers that was the worst Old Firm game I've seen. Normally, and I mean on both sides. Normally, you'll have one side will play the other off the park. where you know when we were getting beat four or five nothing. Celtic were outstanding, and we couldn't live with them. And you know going back to your nine in a row days. You know poor Tommy Burns. Um, he was losing all the games against, us, losing the league. But you know it was a, a first class Rangers team. Probably the worst Celtic and Rangers game I've seen. Um, with with both teams playing so badly. However. To my own point, uh, when Angie came in at Celtic and uh, Brendan Rodgers as well, Angie had a a bad couple of results, but everybody was saying he has a style. He's playing to a particular pattern. He needs to bring that together. Brendan Rodgers has come in and he's changed Angie's uh, style and he's trying to bring in his own style. The problem is at Rangers, none of the supporters and none of the the Rangers supporters I know know what uh, Michael Beals style of formation is. For example, and I mean, it's a genuine question, can the panel say, who is our number nine? Do we have one? Because the the, the front three just don't appear to have a main focus. We don't seem to have a number nine. Todd Cantwell, um, towards the end of last season, he was a standout. This season, we don't actually quite know what role he's got. Is, is he breaking from deep, a, a holding midfielder? To me, you should be playing just off the the number nine. Again, it brings me to my original point. There is no number nine. There's absolutely no formation in that team at all. And I don't think the players themselves know what their job is because they get the ball and then it's like, I mean, you're 1-0 down, five minutes into injury time. And I counted six passes in our own half going along that back four. And you're 1-0 down because they basically did not know what to do.
3: Take it away. wants to answer that point well look I said what 10 minutes ago that the reputation of Michael Beale and it's easy on a training ground you've got to put that one to the pitch match days so that people can recognise it and that's the one fault I've looked at Michael Beale and thought I've not seen that you know I've heard the reputation I've heard everything and I'm not doubting it you know because I've heard it for good people I've heard it for guys that worked under him but I've never seen the structure. I've never seen the plan that's been put onto the pitch. Um, I went along to the pre-season game, watched them, and I come away with the same opinion. Thinking, don't really know what he was trying to do there. Taking into consideration pre-season, plenty of subs. It's all about fitness. I take that on board. But since Michael Beale's come into the building, I've never really seen this partner play how he's trying to play. How much of it
1: do you think Mark is by instruction, and how much do you think is you know players then not doing it, not, not taking the initiative on the pitch? At Andy's take the other night, and I, I just me- and I just mentioned it because he's worked with him before. Andy's take Andy Halliday was that actually Rangers front three were engaging a bit. But then there was this big massive gap behind it and that's what allows Callum McGregor to get all that space. So actually yeah. Scales and Lager Bielka didn't have that much time but as soon as it went to Callum McGregor he's the one. Yeah. That, that then So like the, the logic might
2: follow that surely that wasn't deliberate surely that's not by design. Well, you've got a problem either way because if it is by design then it's clearly the wrong tactics you don't want to give Celtic that amount of time well, especially him though
1: especially Callum and McGregor because you know McGregor.
2: he's capable um, if he's told his players to do the opposite and have not done it then it's a serious problem because your players aren't taking on instructions either they're not good enough or they don't believe in the instructions that you're telling them and they're they're going on to the pitch with their, their own ideas either way it doesn't work so you need to find a solution find it quickly for that to, to answer Thomas's question who is the number 9 it's a good question don't really know. that said they went along pre preseason at that time. Preseason, but they're not playing two up front, mm.
3: and they were playing. Sima played off on the left hand side. Yeah. But, uh, listen, I'm excusing preseason. It's more. It's more but like. But then what I was going to say is we, we saw them against Kilmarnock
2: and Sima partnered Desers for a bit. Then Danil comes into it. Then all of a sudden there was a switch. It was a front three. There was Desers up front. Matondo was off one side. Um, We've seen Cantwell play off a side uh, in the front three as well in the European game, I'm sure. Then he drops deep, like Thomas said. So much chopping and changing. uh, leads you to think that maybe even Michael Beale doesn't know one of his best formation or two, who's the best personnel to fill
3: that. I think the biggest problem right now, and as I say, listen, everybody's jumping on the the bandwagon here and rightly so to criticise because of the performances and everything. He's brought in players, he's changed all these front players. I heard Andy Halliday making a great point last night. Dessers, Lammers and Sima. If you had Morelos, Sakala, and Kent, who would you play just now? And that's where you put yourself under pressure as a manager because when you bring in new players, you want them to be... I know it's sometimes difficult, but you want them to be better than your previous players you don't want fans to be phoned up here three games in and we heard it last week oh I would take Morelis back in a minute the Rangers fans at times were desperate to get Morellas mm. out the building now they'll take him back in a minute how confident are
1: you or, or where, where are your confidence levels Thomas that Michael Beal turns this round quickly
8: I can't say it if I'm honest my, my problem is I had a discussion with my son um, about whether we get rid of Michael Beal or whether we don't and I think one of the problems, and it's why I think you'll get, you'll get sometime you'll get the international breaking a bit, a bit more. We've spent, as I said, apparently I don't know if this is true, but apparently we've spent more of this summer than we have since 2001. Um, and I don't know how much money is left in the pot to both pay Michael Beale and his staff off because I imagine he's still got quite a bit left of his contract to go, and then go and seek. Um, to pay compensation to take another another guy on board. The problem I have with Rangers and their choice of managers, see when you go right back um, to Mark Warburton, Rangers were a, a job in progress and I've always felt that we needed a tried and tested manager just to put the brakes on, to build a structure, somebody that's been over the course, but we seem to come in with with projects, Mark Warburton, who'd heard of him, Pedro Kashina, even Stevie Gerrard was taken for a youth team and um, the Rangers with no experience. After that, eh, we had Gio again. OK, he had a bit of experience. I, I just wish they would go for a tried and tested manager that could just get that team started and kick it again. And we've not done that, basically, since Ali McCoy's
1: well, I don't know what's gonna happen in the next couple of weeks, but certainly it's a lively old discussion that's still going on Tuesday evening and it already what a quick opening to the show. That was, it's time for this.
0: Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish football.
1: You two don't look focused. For beat the pundit tonight no, what I'm up for
3: it I'm okay This I'm just giving off a, a nervous energy Every, everybody phoning in tonight will be wanting to play this guy this guy's having a nightmare bring it on that's
2: He's what a, I say
1: a bad bring it on 01419511025 if you want to get in touch and play beat the pundit please do but you need to call before 7
0: tackle the headlines 01419511025 played one super scoreboard
1: Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 It's Twitter at ClydeSSB uh, So please do get in touch We have been still poring over the details from Sunday's Game at Ibrook So keep them coming if you want If you want to move on altogether You can do that as well But first of all, before we go any further Let's play this
0: Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football
1: Right, it is beat the pundit time. I must admit, so busy with everything that's been said on the show, I can't even remember who played last night.
2: I think it was Hugh. I missed it last night. It was, did he win?
1: Unfortunately. Genuinely, can't even remember. Just shows you. Yeah, he did. 3-2, actually. 3-2 to the Kevins. He knows his stuff, Shug. Well, sometimes. Sometimes he does. Let's find out who's playing tonight. It is Connor in Coatbridge. How's it going, Connor? All right, mate. How's it going? Uh, not bad at all. Have you ever played before? No, nah, mate. No played. Never who who is who? Did the audience think is easier out of
3: these two? Oh, it's got to be DL.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Aye, okay, Connor. <laughs> Would you disagree it comes, with that? Uh, and this season's forum, he's won. Has he won again? You won again.
2: I've won one. Yeah, but they've all been high-scoring
3: defeats. So. Well, uh, so you've lost he, a couple this season as well. Okay, but I've got a better record than him. I said, don't, you, it's Connor's know, opinion. You know it's only like Connor's how, opinion. That's why he's high high-scoring defeats. A defeat's a defeat. <laughs> anyway, a ball is a ball. Connor Heads.
1: thinks you're a Muppet. It is Mark Wilson. <laughs> tails, it's Gordon DL. And it's tails. It's you, oh, oh, Mr. On, turquoise. The Muppets. Is that what we're calling we that? Go. Turquoise? Um, a t-shirt? Yeah. That's,
2: lovely, that's blue.
1: It's not bad, actually.
3: No, it's a turquoise. Yeah. By the seen. way, Connor sounds very nervous. It's indeed.
2: disturbing sitting here. Look, people can't see it. They might have seen it, but just... Glancing in seeing his legs, oh, bare legs in, in, things you never want to see. They're really skinny for a guy. Speed heavy, heavier speed. when you see me going out that guy, at five
3: to eight. He's sturdy. sturdy.
2: Like a sturdy built, you know, stocky. We'll say oh. he's got skinny legs. Speaking of which, they're horrible. Yeah,
1: I, uh, you're going to hate this but it has struck me tonight I think you've lost a lot of weight aye just struck, have you I just think is everything okay the audience I d- I need to know how I, I don't worry about me no you've I'm not I think he has I think he genuinely ah, has I put
3: muscle on I know I
1: think, that, I think that's the sore thing for you you're fasting and he has no, lost no no but I'm <laughs> muscle I'm <laughs> muscle I
2: just, I'm just eating what I want I mean it, McDonald's no, not. every day it, and I it, looked it come at him in me. the water cooler earlier
1: and thought he's fading away that boy <laughs> I could, do you Man, know what I think it is? Like no, 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 no. I think it's because he's playing in the Masters on Saturday <laughs> and he's trying to shift a bit of timber. I'm, I might have something to do with that. I, I did oh, see me in this trip last
3: it, year. <laughs> drinking on the
2: water. The, <laughs> oh, salad the salad after salad. I was, I was
1: pretty tight, so mm-hmm. hopefully
2: mm-hmm. it'll be alright. Okay, so anyway, help. let's give Mark Wilson, some
1: greatest hits radio to listen to. The clock is ready. Connor 30 seconds answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know the answer ok yep sounds good right your time starts now what nationality is new Celtic signing Luis Palma uh, Honduras who is the current caretaker manager of Hibs uh, pass at what stadium do Montrose play their home games pass true or false like Talbot won 12 nil at the weekend true who is the only member of the current Scotland squad that plays in Italy Hendricks Name two teams in the SPFL that begins with S. Uh, pass. Alan Hutton won the English League Cup with which side? Uh, volume. Okay, let's bring Gordon DL back. Can you hear us? I can. SOS. <laughs> oh, no, was brilliant, plan. wasn't it? Gotcha. You SOS, might need. But I, I love it. You oh, might you need good? this depending on how, good. how bad this was for you. Okay, you let's go. 30 seconds, starts now. Hurry up Or does it? Come on (laughs) What nationality is New Celtic signing Luis Palmer? French (laughs) Who's the current caretaker (laughs) manager of Hibs? Uh, Grey At what stadium do Montrose play their home games? Lynch True or false Auchinleck Talbot won 12-0 at the weekend? True Who's the only member of the current Scotland squad that plays in Italy? Uh, Ferguson Name two teams in the SPFL that begin with the letter S Still
3: in Albon. <laughs> Oh, name two, Sunra. Sorry, S- actually, you're not the second No, I'm that. getting that. No can, he, can he get that.
1: I thought you said one of the two. Can but there's more him. than there's more than two though. So <laughs> one of the two wouldn't.
3: All oh, right, okay, but you've got to give me that. Anyway, no, no way.
1: Um, See if I get beat with that, Connor. What do you think? <laughs> Oh, shocking.
3: Oh. Oh, shocking. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, you have made my night, Connor. little Connor. Just stay on the line for oh, the next 10 minutes. Are you nervous, Connor? <laughs> oh! I, I, Aye. Connor! I, I Connor! <laughs> I, I couldn't hear him. Funny Wilson, he's a legend, he? oh, Thanks, Connor. Well said, Connor. Gab Perry, fresh you. ones on Connor, quickly.
1: I'll tell you what. Up the stairs. <laughs> Connor, he's offy chirpy for a guy that <laughs> thought Luis Palmer was French.
3: Where did he come to see no, Sweden, 100... 100- some oh so he is Honduras he asked, he They mark? asked
1: Emilio Izagiri
3: all about him I bet you, you Connor didn't get that
1: He did
2: Of course he oh, did, did Well I did he well done Conor
1: you're, mm, you're up against it a bit No here. no Connor's white Connor's white David Gray is the caretaker Connor's no chance one He all. doesn't even know what hibs are One all <laughs> Montrose play their home games On links 2-1
2: uh, Connor. That was a good <laughs> shout I don't know if I would have got that Would you not? I would have just you Never go there with breaking. I did in pre-season Aye
3: 2-1 Connor. Best, how are you feeling now son? I uh, just, yeah, yeah bye, uh, yeah, bye. Uh, A cup of tea and a biscuit, get yourself into bed
1: can like Talbot did win 12-0 at the weekend <laughs> yeah. But Connor got it as well That's okay Can you tell me who they beat? I would love this The, the Scottish it, Cup remember, so was. Vale it? of leaving? No, it was Wigtown and Bladnock Oh no. uh,
2: they're, they're a force yeah. where, where they Clyde from? bang
1: won 10 Up north No they didn't 10 1? Sorry, 4 William
3: went one up. Oh, did he? then concede 10 <laughs> and then sat deep. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to protect oh, the lead. <laughs> right, keep going because I want Connor away. I want
1: him. Lewis done. Ferguson's the only member of the squad who plays in Italy.
3: Come on, Connor. Oh, Connor was no. kind. Of... No, he said on, Jack Hendry, who used
1: to play there. Um, keep and going. I'm not giving you this. Two teams in the SPFL with St Mirren, St. Johnston, Stirling, Albion, Stennis, Stranraer, Spartans. Although, is it not this Spartans?
3: What did Connor say?
1: I ah, passed, he was gone by that stage. He oh, yeah. was really gone.
3: <laughs> Connor, <laughs> do you still want to play me now? <laughs> yeah, you're awfully <offy laughs> quiet, Connor, because the, the you were chirpy early
1: on. You're awful quiet. The irony is, um, <laughs> Connor actually got more questions than you. him oh, as, <laughs> uh, um, as many as you want. Alan Hutton won the English League Cup with it was Spurs. He never even got that. Oh, he said Birmingham. <laughs> oh, we're gone by that point Connor. don't listen to these two uh, I'm delighted you took part hard yeah part. go on
3: the chase next week Connor. let's see what you've got there Matt. I'm sure I'm sure Bradley's delighted to see people right, like you come on you've up. taken it too far
1: thank you Connor.
2: <laughs> Connor's <laughs> devastated keep a chin up mate what would you I <laughs> liked you
1: what would your nickname be on the chase
3: do you think
2: uh, oh the bugle the, <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. What's the bugle alright the big bugle Really lost, sure. lost half a pun he's out there <laughs> getting people stuck I don't
2: know that just came to me instantly that
3: I was like a, that. A, a reaction Probably. no I think they would just call me the dazzler yeah a, I know yeah. it's a bit predictable no I was you think about more that um... like I love this is a part of this show I love people at like Connor come on oh, I'd rather play DL bang done <laughs> off ski up the road up the road Connor tail between the legs family disown them No chance. (laughs) Good to see you're taking it well. Oh (laughs) one four one nine five one
0: one (laughs) two (laughs) five (laughs) Imagine I'm
2: on the chase. Imagine if he won, if we beat the chaser. Oh yeah. Mark. I d I don't don't think think we need to worry
1: about that. I'm good at a chase somehow.
3: You know you can apply for that. I'm good at a chase. I'll tell you another one. you stick me on that tipping point, I'm getting that star. I mean, that's the easy I that hate tipping point. I'm getting
2: that star Is over. It's ludicrously easy though.
1: The
3: questions
2: are a joke. It's a penny falls machine, no, as well. So it's just no, no. The you've got to answer draw. the questions. I know you need to so, answer I mean, the questions, so but yeah. it's ridiculous. To chase. You'd one, in the please. chase.
1: Lane one, please. No, I'd like to see you on <laughs> the one percent. I'm brilliant
3: at that. You know I'm called. good at that. You and I text each other. <laughs> he texts me on a Saturday night.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm good at the 1%. Okay, cube, is getting... that still going? I'd love to see you on that, actually. No, nah, I'm not good oh, at that. Not, it not, that's it'd not a quiz show as such, I'm not good at cube. Yeah. No good
3: at Cube.
2: I'm good at the wall. <laughs> the Crystal Maze, remember that? The wall.
1: I think you'd be good on that. Right. You and
2: Danny Dyer getting I, back I, and forth. I don't want. Oh, no, the original wall. Remember the original wall? Where what? you used to have to get in the shape when the wall was coming at you? Oh, am I getting mixed up with something? See, before we cut off,
3: right, I've got to get this out the best and I'm better than anybody I know lower. what well, I'm going to say you, here I know you what know, to say you know it Blanky you blank naked um, attraction I am
0: what's <laughs> 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 <With Blanky>. legs by the way see when the shutter went up they seen his legs yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can,
3: can get him off can you I be called like... that how many is there
1: <laughs> stop it stop it <laughs> absolute child <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop! 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 One four one nine five one one zero two five. Oh goodness! Is this not a football show? Scott <laughs> in canvas Lang is about to make it. One Scott, how do you look? Look back on Sunday. Never mind Sunday.
9: I think there's too much hilarity like on that show. By oh, the no, way, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. The, the dazzler should be on Love Island or something. Oh, don't. <laughs>
1: Don't, don't, don't,
9: don't No, listen guys I just wanted to obviously Obviously over the past couple of days The Rangers fans have been coming on and moaning I've done it right But I think Big skills, they should be getting a big part in the back here Right You know Going to Ibrox Getting the man of the match You know it's no easy feat um, I think in the first half You know If ran the first half, Rangers, Pummelton, that's fine, you know, but I think the big difference is between the two of them. We've got an out and out striker who knows where the goal is, you know, Mac was brilliant. Um, As I say, Scalesy was brilliant, you know, um, Joe Hart pulled off a couple of fantastic saves. So I think obviously, you know, I just wanted to come on and give. Scales here, a big part in the back, to be honest with you, you know, because that was a makeshift defence and the big man was brilliant. Absolutely amazing.
2: I totally agree. I don't think you'll find anybody out there, Scott, that wouldn't that agree with that assessment, his performance, and you know, quite difficult after minute one when, you know, you make that small error um, that led to the first uh, chalked off goal. You know, quite hard to compose yourself after that because he would have been well aware that even that movement was the wrong thing but he settled well and I was most impressed with him in possession as well how calm he was you know and you need a calm influence at the back when you go to Ibrox and you come under pressure but when you get possession you've got to keep it and make the right passes but the second half was particularly impressive when they had to Celtic had to defend their own box time and time again found themselves in the right positions and he showed really that you know he, he, he can fill that role and I've seen a lot of Celtic fans actually mention on social media as well that an option might be if Greg Taylor doesn't hit you know the form he did last season and Bernabe well Daz's favourite Burnaby certainly mm. doesn't look the answer can Skills go to left back if you're wanting to have a more solid unit a more physical unit at the back could Skills be an option there so quite interesting how a week can shape your career because last week it was this guy's not good enough yeah. and he's gone out the door now people are talking I was, about I was I wasn't
3: surprised there. Sorry, Gordon. I wasn't surprised. I said it before we went into the studio on Saturday. We were talking about when the Celtic team came in. I said, I'm not concerned about skills. And the reason being, I think he would a lot going for him. He's been to Ibrox. He's played with Aberdeen. He's played in, the, in front of 50,000 at um, Ibrooks, He knows the atmosphere. He knows what he's in for. Yes, it's a different ball going, going there with Celtic. Of course it is. You're under a lot more pressure, especially if you're a centre-back with Celtic and all the spotlights on the defense. I was more concerned about Lagerby Elka. to be honest. Skills, first couple of minutes, everybody thought, oh, this could turn out nasty. He goes in, probably a little bit too eager, get caught up in the excitement, the adrenaline. But after that, his positional play was absolutely brilliant. The boy, the boy deserves all the pats in the back. I'm glad Scott's a Celtic supporters come on and recognize that. Because he took a lot of criticism. Mm. And the minute the team comes out, Celtic supporters on social media, oh, I can't believe Scales, Rangers are good. He showed everybody that he's a decent, decent player. What do
1: you think it means for him going forward, Scott? Because obviously, you know, Nat Phillips will be presumably fit very soon um, and then not too far around the corner. Mike Nowrowski, Cameron Carter, Vickers. He's clearly shown he can be trusted on, on Sunday. Um, I just wonder, what, what does that mean long term?
9: Well, I think Mark made a good point. Obviously, you know, Taylor isn't playing the heights he has done in the past couple of seasons. You know, I think skills he can go there, right? But, you know, I think, I think you know, we've all, you've all seen the football loads of times. One game doesn't make you a hero, right? But at the end of the day, it's consistency. Do you know what I mean? And he has to get games just now. Obviously, he'll get games just now because the guys are injured. But I think Mark makes a good shout. If Taylor's no... Being the best that he can be, you know, Scales is an option to be there, you know, but, um, you know, it's an option. You know, I don't think that he should be no looked at, if you know what I mean, do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because, you know, as I said, marry the match at Ibrox, 50,000 fans down your throat. Um, All right, he made a couple of wee bits in the first couple of minutes, but that just shows you the man he is. he got himself controlled, he got himself back up and... Man of the match As I say You know It's no That's no an easy feat Especially at Ibrox <laughs> At any home away game Do you know what I mean But especially at Ibrox So I just think You know He, he should He should be walking proud With his head held high and, and be proud of himself To be honest with you
2: He has to make the most Of the, the short time that he has And that's the best he can do Now if he plays um, After the international break And he turns at The same mm. performance And it's very difficult To drop him uh, if he's a standout, cause straight away without getting too far ahead, that that I mean, I assume that Phillips
1: for one will be available for that yeah, game.
2: Yeah. So, so straight away, there's a the next selection. There. Yeah, I'll tell a story whether Brendan Rodgers backs who he had at Ibrox those men that he spoke about after the game, or if Nat Phillips was was bought to just go right in and play. Now we all assumed that, well, I assumed anyway that Nat Phillips would be bought for those big games like mm. Sunday. But might not be the case Brendan Rodgers might be loyal to Skills, But the one thing Skills has got to do Is keep performing Okay This will be the earliest We've ever picked a team for a game I must
1: say But thank you very much To Scott on the line On 01419511025 And on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB It's a good time to call We'll get you on next With a full time teaser
0: On Scottish football, 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Mark Wilson and Gordon D.L. are here. It's 01419511025. We're going to try the impossible, or I think the impossible is already underway. We are all fans of football teams in Scotland seem to be united on one issue today, and that is in. Resistance to these government proposals To change the rules Around football supporters buses If you've heard about that And you want to get in touch Please do Uh, And if not We'll tell you what you need to know um, Because it's um, Received quite a backlash So we'll do that very soon I appreciate people Still want to talk about The weekend as well So let's get this up And running quickly
0: The full time teaser With Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride Score winning wardrobes At their new trade counter At Colville's Road
1: Thank you to Ben Carson For emailing me time at Clyde1.com With this question Please keep your questions Coming in Very straightforward Can you name the nine Scots Who've started An English Premier League game This season Very simple Dominic uh, Nope Good start Gilmore
3: He's yeah. not started Barely, barely Okay Christie. Yep Armstrong <clears throat> I'm strong, stuff For who? Oh, I'm using the championship uh, Take that one, but uh, the, the lad, Hickey.
1: Okay, we'll leave it there then No more at the moment We'll see if we can get online Before the end of the show Again. Fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com <laughs> Let's bring in Scott Who's a knock and Lock Hi, Scott
5: Hi, how are you did, panel, good evening
1: How are you, alright?
5: I'm very well, thanks um, Just been listening to the forum Last couple of nights mm-hmm. And I think there's been a right Overreaction over the defeat on Sunday. And here's why. A week before the, the old forum game, you had the Celtic fans on um, and going on about Brendan Rodgers coming back. Wasn't he the right man? right? So if Celtic had been beat on Sunday, then this whole week, in the Celtic fans on. But they didn't get beat in the Strangers fans. Um, the other thing as well being, is all I've heard is about the new players, no good enough, no good enough. What about the responsibility of the players that were fed there? The tried and tested, so so to speak, that have been there, especially with our back line. You count the back four, um, you count Vaskin. Uh, there's, not, there's not one player in the Rangers team that's playing very well, and I think it's unfair that the new players are getting it in the neck, where I think it's the experienced players that should be getting it in the neck, especially the back four, and I count the likes of Goldson, Suter, Tavenier, who consistently make mistake after mistake, that leads to goals.
10: Um,
2: and, and that's my point. Is that fair? Maybe more focus on the you tried what, uh, and tested? I, I kind of disagree again with, their, uh, with what Scott's saying. You know, the focus is always on new players coming in because fans just expect a reaction. Fans expect new signings to take you to a different level. But one thing is has got to remain consistent or get better as well under a manager or a coach is the players that are already at the club. And I've seen this all week. Um, you know, a lot of Rangers fans having a go at the back line because there has been a couple of constants in that I think if Barisic was fit he would have played at the weekend as well so you would have had Barisic, Goldson and Tavernier who's served the club over a number of years um, and you know there's, there's, fans are seeing the same mistakes time and time again Like, there's no doubt if you isolate him I think Conor Goldson's a good defender I think he's a good centre half I think James Tavernier is, is an excellent attacking right back Um, and Barisic in the final third can prove his worth but defensively together there are issues there that have followed him throughout the years as well there are are big mistakes and I think the Rangers fans are are realising that now and what if there was a change would it be better of course you take Tavenir out the team you lose his goals you lose his assists which is a massive part of Rangers and it's quite unusual you get that from somewhere you take Barisic well you, you lose the delivery Do you put in somebody more um, sturdy at the back, more reliable, more defensive-minded? Do you get a better result? Well, then you depend on the guys further up. So it has a knock-on effect um, in your team and Michael Beale has to have those players further up the pitch to allow them to do that at the back. Well, that's the... Scott, a lot of the criticism then has been
1: also aimed at at the manager for signing the new players. If you want to focus on the guys that have been there before, does... does that mean the, the manager is not as um, as culpable for you as he is for other people?
5: Well, the players were basically in before um, Bill took over the, the first uh, appointment as being manager. But the, the, the very focus about what I'm talking about the team in general is, is the reality is, we talk about not having a, an identity, a style of play. We don't have the back four. It needs to start for the back four from the keeper to have um, a style of play because who wants to see long ball football? But we don't have the defenders to play that. Unless we're playing the lesser clubs, we can put pressure on them. They're, they're, they're so to speak, um, sitting back and they can throw but See, as soon as we come up, a half-decent team. As soon as we come up against Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts, possibly Hibs, we we, we can't play that football. And especially in Europe, we talk about... No, we're not even in the UEFA uh the, the games of Europe Cup. Yeah, I'm really worried about them because I don't even see us getting that group at all, at all. So it's got it's going to get worse. But I still don't think that. Um, as as much as I'm not a great Bill fan, uh, we can't be shouting about buying a new manager in. There. You've got a game this season, and Absolute fact is, if he doesn't win the league, they all get sacked anyway. But you've got to let that happen. You can't
1: sack him now. So end of the season, regardless.
5: Uh, well, probably Christmas if we're.
1: 68 points behind Celtic for Christmas He'll probably get sacked you Unless he's neck and neck Merry Christmas Thank you very mm. much to Scott <laughs> And Ock and Lock on 01419511025 I know a lot wants to be still said About the weekend's games I understand that But there's a big story today That I want to uh, turn attentions to If you don't mind Because there's been an incredible backlash On social media To government proposals To basically change the rules Around football supporters Buses Now that's a hugely important part Of the the fan experience, isn't it, for so many of us. I think we all know that Scottish football per capita is incredibly well supported. So many of us will have been on uh, supporters' buses uh, in the past. And um, some quite alarming proposals have come out talking about, you know, vehicles not being able to stop within 10 miles of the venue. Um, Basically, alcohol only allowed to be sold with a substantial meal i mean some of it reads like as if it's a bit of a joke to be quite honest um talking about these buses leaving within 30 minutes of the game finishing um just all sorts of of real restrictions that it would place on on the football fan here so what i wanted to do was bring in uh derek watson who joins us on the line because in a sort of weird way derek you seem to have discovered this, if that's the right phrase. You put out a tweet last night uh, talking about this and it has been picked up at a spectacular pace today. So just kind of talk us through your part in this.
10: Uh, Hi, Gordon. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, I, I put a tweet out about this last night. This is something that was published on the UK government website Last week, so it's been sitting there for a while
0: uh, and I, I was made aware of it
10: and I thought, you know, why is nobody talking about this? This seems totally draconian, and over the top, restrictive of fans' movement uh, on a match day. So I put out a tweet, didn't really expect too much to come off it uh, and it seems to have united football fans all across the country. You know, there's not many things that brings people uh, from both sides of uh, the divide in Glasgow together, but it seems that everybody uh, is opposed to this. Uh, I want to say that I was shocked uh, when I noticed it but to be honest I wasn't You know as a football fan this is something that you just have become subjected to and used to over the years in Scotland will follow your team, I'm sure many will sympathise with that view So I suppose yeah I was disappointed and angry uh, But that's nothing new and it's something that I believe collectively you know as football fans we're going to have to deal with together
1: Yeah I mean for anyone, I'll, I'll recap quickly, for anyone who hasn't seen this, these plans... Are talking about bus companies must tell a dedicated football officer 48 hours before the game The number of fans in the bus, the number of buses booked, names and contact details The buses can't stop anywhere within 10 miles of a ground without police permission Buses can't stop at any pub for a beer unless it's sold with a substantial meal And that's why you've seen all the in-betweeners clips um, of Will ordering a, whatever it is, a Sunday roast or whatever, hot pot, I can't remember the, the line. Uh, buses can't drop off or pick up fans at any unauthorised locations without prior permission of the police. Um, arrive at the venue no earlier than two hours before and not later than one hour before the start of the game. Is that, I mean, not only, you said draconian, Derek, not only sort of unfair, but, but it should be completely unworkable as well.
10: Yeah, I mean, this, is, this isn't going to work. You know, I, I can't imagine that Police Scotland will be happy about this either. You know, it makes their job very difficult. And, you know, the, the one thing that you mentioned there is that you can't uh, you can't arrive within certain times. You know, you can't be within 10 uh, miles of the stadium without uh, permission by the police. I can only speak as a Motherwell fan. You know, we're a fan-owned football club uh, and the fans are the life and solely everyone that we do it for the park. But if you look at many small businesses as well the knock-on effect for pubs and restaurants around football stadiums is going to be catastrophic uh, the one that always springs out to me that I'm sure many listeners will be familiar with is, is the Mallard and Dingwall which is a wee pub restaurant that sits on the platform at a train station 100 yards from the uh, Ross County football stadium that solely survives on the trade from away football supporters you know if if away fans can't go within 10 miles of the stadium they're not allowed to go in that pub to have a drink without ordering uh, i think you were going to say a carvery meal or something along those lines in between us when if they can't do that these businesses aren't going to survive so yes there is the restrictive draconian measures uh, that you're seeing on football fans but there's also a big knock-on effect for, for local businesses publicans and restaurants uh, which I think is a real worry as well. You know, that this just hasn't... It's not been fought through. It's, it's unworkable, it's unmanageable, and it's it's totally over the top.
1: Is this already in place in England, uh, in Wales, and they're trying now to bring it to Scotland? Is it enforced down there? What, what's the, the lay of the land?
10: That's an interesting point, and I think that's something that, you know, Scottish football need to dig a bit deeper into. Uh, in the consultation document, which people will see if they go onto the UK government website, uh, it says that this is in place in England and Wales already, which is, you know, uh, up for debate. Uh, the, the 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 laws are in place, but it doesn't happen every week. So what they have down there, and I'm sure uh, Rangers fans might be aware of this, they have bubble matches. So if they deem a ma- uh, match to be high risk, uh, they will take supporters to somewhere at the side of a motorway where they collect their tickets at a service station. Uh, they'll hold them at a specific pub, maybe 10 miles, for example, outside of a city centre or a town where they can have a drink. And then within an hour an hour and a half before the match, they'll, they'll bust them into the stadium. One thing that I would say goes in favour of English clubs down there is obviously they do not have alcohols banned in, al- alcohol banned in their stadiums. So the clubs aren't going to come out in England and say that they think this is a disgrace the if they're going to have 10,000 away fans in the stadium an hour before the game, buying two or three pints each. You know, they're, they're going to make a fortune out of this. So in Scotland, uh, football clubs are penalised for that as well. So that, that's another thing to add to the list, Dave football fans, you know, they're not allowed to drink, they're not allowed to do X, Y and Z. So it is in place sometimes in England, but it's not every week. Uh, I noticed a few English football fans actually replying to uh, my post on Twitter and saying, you know, we, we've had this in place for a number of years now. There's been times where uh, a bus has been pulled at the side of the motorway, two guys up the back of the bus have been caught drinking beer, every single person has been uh, taken off the bus by the police, uh, issued a Section 61 and sent back to the town that they came from, you know, no they allowed like to go to the game. So it's going to affect people all walks of life, you know. Uh, they say that they're bringing this in to tackle football fans and the rise of antagonism and uh, whatever other things they want to say. But what they need to remember is the majority of people that are going on these buses are families, you know, they're people of all ages, all genders. It's not just young guys boozed up and looking to cause a bit of bother.
1: We you know we kind of joked about nothing unites football fans, really. But you know, this seems to. Have, how, how important is it that that football fans do sort of start getting a bit more respect or appreciation for also the good that can be done as well, rather than just focusing on, on negatives all the time and try and resist this notion that you know football fans are this like one homogenous group that you can sort of you, know, you can tar with a certain brush.
10: Absolutely. I mean, I touched on it earlier, but I rely, rely so heavily, you know, on. Uh, our communities to be the lifeblood of football clubs. You know, we're asking people to pay a lot of money to go and watch football teams in the middle of a cost of living crisis. And laws and measures that have been put in place can be a real danger uh, to that and can be a real danger to the the future of football clubs, especially clubs like Motherwell, St Nunn, you know, smaller clubs out with Rangers and Celtic who really, really rely on the gate income. Uh, I genuinely struggle to see any other section of society where people are constantly demonised and belittled the way that football fans are. So for me, you know, there, there is a classist argument to it, but I think it's important that all football fans come together on this. Uh, it's been really positive to see that so far. It just shows the strength of feeling there is towards this issue. Uh, and I hopefully we can get some sort of, uh, what I would like to see some sort of fan-led campaign, you know, take away the colours and the scarves and let's get together and say this
1: really can't happen in Scotland we're we're better than that Yeah I noticed well obviously the the SFA put out a statement on behalf of them the SPFL, SWPL (laughs) I think Mullerwell were perhaps the first club um, that that did similar a a minute ago Morton have done the same sharing the concerns uh, and this will be picking up pace right now what what can fans do because is this still at consultation stage fans can give their feedback you know because we always sort of try and bang the drum for football fans on here so what, what can we all do to try and you know, have, have the appropriate say it
10: is, so yes yeah, it's still at the cons- consultation stage at the moment uh, the consultation was issued on the 30th of August so just last week that'll run right up until the 24th of November uh, they're looking to hear from individuals you know supporters groups people who run buses uh, any sort of organisation just to make it clear what your views are uh, on this proposal uh, you can email an email address which is uh, Geez, I'm sure you can tweet it out afterwards it's like TCCO consultations at some sort of government website uh, the person in post that's dealing with this consultation is called Mark Richardson and he's a traffic commission corporate office so even if you could go Mark Richardson at the UK government or so you'll be able to find his details but I would encourage anyone that's concerned about this uh, to you know, get in touch with that email address or even if you're, you're old school Like your Kevins or so Send a, a letter by post Because this is something That's going to affect everyone You know It's uh, it's really concerning And I hope that football fans Can come together And, and make a difference
1: Yeah, you are sure. Get your ink pot out And get a, a, a letter written Thank you very much uh, To Derek Who clearly feels Very passionately About these things But I'm sure Lots of you do As well And like we said We always think We can at least try And stick up for football fans On this show So if you want any Further information I'll Try and stick something um, Out on social media Uh, And um, because it's been it's quite alarming to read Mark
2: Oh, without doubt I mean I was shocked when I read it and the fact that it's been sitting there for quite a while like Derek was saying there uh, is even more alarming and football fans always seem to get the raw deal of things Uh, Derek highlighting the good that the football community does for for all sorts of businesses and they always seem to get marginalised or punished and this is just a different way you'd like to know why Derek touched on it there maybe but tackling hooliganism and <clears throat> cutting down and, and violence at the games but that is the minority you think of the the majority who travel in supporters buses all around the country and make a, a day of it with their family and their friends who are now going to be you know have their have their whole experience changed incredible so the more people that, that highlight this and support or, or go against it the better Um, and the sooner that happens then it'll make for a better match to experience for everybody
1: and there we are. Uh, right. Full disclosure, just very quickly, right? Because anyway, I know Derek well, right? Derek's mm. a, Derek's a friend of mine, which is neither here nor there, because he's off doing this thing, and he's a, by the looks of Twitter, he's a big a Twitter star now. Apparently, millions of people through his tweet size. Not even answering my calls. Had to get the had to get the producer to phone him um, but I feel like it's a good opportunity to tell a good story oh, right. do you know where this is going yeah I
3: know I know exactly he, where he'll be story. nervous
1: in case it's about him but um, no no there, no there oh it's about him um, so you might remember this Mark Wilson so that same caller um, was getting married right a couple of years ago so he came on beat the pundit and I tried to stitch him up I tried to stitch him up on Beat the Pundit. Because you were
3: going to show it at And I was going wedding. to show it at
1: the wedding. And so I gave Gordon Dale the answers. So mm. he came on thinking he was the big man. He was going to win uh, Beat the Pundit. So I thought, I'll give Gordon Dale the answers. Gordon will wipe the floor with him. And then I'll reveal it was all a big stitched up. So I gave Gordon uh, the answers. I went to tiebreaker. And break. he still lost on the tiebreaker. <laughs> 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 he, said, he said I
3: took them away too quickly. <laughs> In my defence, I didn't have time to study them. Went to tiebreaker. You're some man. Anyway, unlucky. Uh, you
2: right. Don't retain
1: information. Try, try and try no, and, and redeem yourself. Um, right. Can you name nine Scots who've started an English Premier League game this season? Ryan Christie, Billy Gilmore. Who? How good was he at the weekend? Yeah. Well, I give you and two. Aaron Mark Hickey. will give you two. Just uh, yeah, go on then.
3: Okay, I'll give you McKenna at Nottingham Forest. Uh huh. And I'll give you Patterson at Everton.
1: Yep, Mark. McGinn. Yep. Andy Robertson. Okay, two to get, and we will get them next.
0: Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One. Super scoreboard.
1: Right, into the final part. Still lots more to cram in, though. So, so busy this start to the week. On the teaser quickly, nine Scots who've started an English Premier League game this season. You've given me Christie, Gilmore, Hickey, McGinn, McKenna, Patterson, and Robertson.
3: She Adams? No. Has he moved? No. No. We've got the the Newcastle one mm. I thought it was Gallag- it's, is it oh Anderson? Elliot Anderson yeah no how not
1: he's not started a game and also for f- right, this is where we, we get ourselves in, in twists here right because we always usually say like you're a Scot by football uh-huh. definition Aye. so, he's, so you- pu- he's pulled out the Scotland squad tonight oh <gasps> And he has represented Scotland and England at youth oh. level. And he was born in England. So I can't, my head's just spinning with it. Luckily, I don't think he started. Either way, he's not on your list. That's what okay. you need to know.
3: Right, we're under a bit of pressure here.
2: Where is Gunn? Norwich. Mm. That's a bowl for us. Well,
1: listen, you've got time. You've got two to get. We're going to speak to Scott, who's a Motherwell fan, in just a second. Let me quickly um, remind you of this, because this Thursday, how are you feeling, you two? I'm feeling, a, I'm feeling a wee
3: bit nervous they ab- they ab- yeah. ab-
1: sale. the abseil ah. the The three of us the three of us are abseiling at Silverburn in need of cash for kids on Thursday yeah. if you'd like to sponsor us the details are on our socials you can head to Clyde1.com forward slash cash for kids you can help raise money make a real difference to children across Glasgow in the West there is a serious point to this it's not just laughing at these two in a harness um, but I mean by all means if you're at a loose end on Thursday why not come down lend your support yeah, they'd be yeah. delighted to see
3: you I've not picked out my outfit yet I don't know what I'm going to wear Something Maybe go with a Spider-Man one Yeah, something tight Yeah Yeah, I think the few yeah. fans would like that <laughs> psh, psh, psh. It's funny the things
2: you do for charity <laughs> To raise money Tell me about it We always seem to
1: be the ones you get picked I have someone, now done every me? form of falling from the sky For this charity
2: But it's worth it It's worth it. It's for the kids It is It's for I, the I, kids I Are mean, we just expected to turn up and Jump Just jump, know what to jump do Jump off yeah. a building I'm sure they'll tell us there's been very little information I'm a, bit cons- I'm
3: a bit concerned If we're going down Martin Spencer's end
1: Or the other end I'll tell you what If the weather's lengthened today Your fans will get some view Of your rear end coming down No oh, They'll get some, think some view I okay. need
2: some mm. thick ropes for you Tell <laughs> <laughs>
3: Be sure Double rope cr- him uh, Get that cran really
2: good <laughs> you Might just put it in your waist
3: A few bricks under that crann Right okay <laughs> uh, He was only kidding on <laughs> You lost a bit of weight <laughs> so anyway, anyway Three stone light on the floor
1: Playedone.com <laughs> <dot> <sitting laughs> Forward slash cash for kids Help us raise money And uh, come down and support these two yeah. sure. um, There we go Scott is a Motherwell fan on the line What's your point Scott?
11: Uh, good evening panel Thanks uh, for taking my call uh, I, I, I was through at Tyne Castle on Sunday uh, delighted with the, the performance, uh, I phoned up I think, last season, uh, it was a wee bit more negative with uh, how things were, were panning out last season, but I think Stuart Kettlewell's uh, drilled the team well, uh, we're doing simple things better, uh, the defensive uh, frailties that we've uh, been accustomed to at Third Park and elsewhere seem to have kind of... Been ironed out. Big uh, Bevis McGavvy had a, an outstanding performance, uh, in the heart of the defence, Dan Casey, uh, superb again. And I think a big mention has to go to young uh, young Lennon Miller uh, in the middle of the park. He's he's scrolling about like he's a twenty-eight-year-old seasoned pro. Uh, he's a very mature young lad. Does the simple things very very well. And I think we we took the game two hearts uh on Sunday and week the rewards.
1: Yeah, Gordon, it's been mm-hmm. if you you always kind of look at this first international break. And I know it's very early, but it's still your first little kind of chapter of the season. It could barely have gone better for Motherwell, obviously disappointment getting out the cup,
3: but what a what a brilliant points return already. Yeah. Um uh, no surprise to me they went to Tyne Castle and won Gordon. Where I think the big difference is and I think it's just down to confidence now, you look at Motherwell's goal on Sunday. It was sensational, oh,
1: brilliant, wasn't
3: it? Absolutely yeah. sensational. I think Scott makes good points. Yeah. Um, you know, the manager's thrown youth in there. Um, young Miller has been terrific. Um, he had to replace Van Veen, and we thought that would have been a, a massive loss. Um, but everybody's stepping up to the mark. Um, he's got a nice balance to his team. I like McGabby, I know that. I've been at Firth Park a few times and sitting and he comes in sometimes with a little bit of criticism. I think it's a bit unfair. I think he's he, he goes out there and does a very, very good job. Um they're just getting better and better and they're playing with a lot of confidence. Midley Park's excellent as well, good footballers in there. Slattery, I think, you know, I, I watch him sometimes. terrific footballer, good football and brain as well, mm. good goal, composed. They deserve to be where they are because they're playing that brand of football, they're playing nice football. People always say, Mark, you know, don't hype up young players too much
1: and you know, just relax. And that, that's valid, but it's also difficult. I think last Monday, Charlie Mulgrew, I asked the guys at the start, Who was your man of the weekend or your top performer? He said, Lennon Miller. You know, bro, yeah. I asked Andy Halliday yesterday, he said, Lennon Miller. And the Scots on already, you can also only really. See
2: what what you're seeing. You need to call it out, Gordon. When players are playing poorly, we're quick enough to 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 call it out. Or if young players go in, we're quick enough to say, "Oh, they're not quite ready," and the manager's at fault. So you need to call it out the other way. And Lenny Miller's been absolutely terrific since he's pulled on a Motherwell shirt this season. He's he's really, like Scott says, he looks like a man in there, which is you know quite unusual um, for one so young to go in there and just adapt to the league so quickly. Mm. And I've said before He's got a, a great grounding behind him Great family behind him Who have been there And done it before I think that also helps as well um, But he's got a manager That trusts youth And plays youth But the player has to Has to give it back When he gets on yeah. the pitch And he's certainly doing that
1: How good a manager do you think Stuart Kettlewell is or uh, And can be, Scott? I think he's he's You
11: know, even When he first came in, Gordon He, he talked well And we've done a wee bit of background on him, you know, to see how things had panned out previously in his career, to see what we're we're getting. And he talked openly about travelling Europe and and looking at other coaches and different techniques. But I think a lot also has to be said about the man management that he has, because he he seems to have galvanised the players And when, you know, the final whistle went on... uh, on Sunday, the fans all stayed behind, mm-hmm. and the, the players all came across, and, and you know it was it was a great atmosphere, and you could sense that 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 thrill on the players, and and an Kettlewell as yeah. well. You know he's he's punching there, and and that feeds on to the players, and and, and that will probably affect the players that are injured. They'll they'll look to try and bounce back as quickly as they can to get to be part of this this journey. Uh, to, to you know, move Motherwell as far up the league and away from that that six six we were last year, and that has to be ultimately Our target yeah. for for the season. It's got to be that top six. Uh, anything better than the top six, you know, if we can get in amongst the Hibs and Hearts, and, and we've shown at Park Park against Hibs and Newt in, in Castle, where Motherwell can be. But you know, like I said to the producer earlier, let's no let's not get carried away. Let's let's keep things in perspective that. You know We're, we're a, a young team With yep. guys like Lennon Muller We've got a young manager You know So so I I think Stuart Kettlewell As long as we can keep him And he's no got any uh, Other clubs That are coming sniffing about him Then
1: I am The future's bright the Good future man Scott We're Going to have to nip it there As you can hear the music's on The pressure is on us here mm. uh, Right quickly Two more Scots That have started An English Premier League game Struggling here Sheffield United striker You forgot about him didn't you hey, up. Still forgot me. McBurney. McBurney. Mm-hmm. And he's still there. this is a real tough one. Because I must admit, I've had lost track of this. I, I can't even remember. Oh, no, yeah, yeah he's Fulham. Oh, he's always been Fulham recently. Midfield player. Oh, uh, um.
3: Oh, uh, Just doesn't play
1: for the national team much yeah, anymore.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Hurry
2: up, Kearney.
1: No. Tom Kearney. Kearney. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. ah. right, Brian, thank you to the guys. Uh, Don't forget, make sure you head over to Clyde1.com because we're giving you the chance to win a 70-inch telly there thanks to and Sweeney Litigation. They're supporting us this week and Andrew McLean will be in Cyprus. Big week for the national team. More to come on the phones tomorrow from 6, so make sure you join us tomorrow.